0: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready.
1: All right, so the year's winding down, Eric. We tend to think about things that we want to check off um, before the year does end. Sometimes for a lot of us when it comes to financials, we're almost thinking about it more like January or February, because we're thinking about taxes, you know, tax uh, prep in, in April versus necessarily end of year all around planning across the year. So let's focus on that a little bit here. This go around, and certainly this year has been wonky, as we all know, but there's still some financial needs that we can address. So If you can, if you're still working, maxing out retirement contributions, is that something that should be on your items there?
2: Well, absolutely. Uh, lowers your taxable income, or if you have that component available at work, the Roth side of the 401k um, or 403b or other kind of qualified plan, Mm -hmm. maybe you want to tuck a little bit of that away in there. So when I mention that to people, like, well, I don't have that. And we log into their uh, 401k website, and sure enough, they do. (laughs) They may not call it Roth. They may call it post-tax. So uh, that's a great way to put money into um, a plan that's going to grow tax-deferred but come out tax-free. Now, you're not going to receive a tax deduction for money you put in, so it doesn't help you on taxes this year, mm-hmm. but it would certainly help you down the road. You can't have too much tax-free money. <laughs> um, it's the best money in the world. So check that out. Um, if you need a tax deduction, obviously you can max out your current uh, retirement plan if you have some room left. You know, if you're over age 50, your maximum contribution is $26,000 to a 401k or 403b or those types of qualified plans, TSP, something like that. So if you're behind the eight ball and you got the you got the room, you got some money that you can still live on, then you want to do that. Crank up those contributions or, you know, you can also make an IRA contribution, but you can also do that next year as well. So IRA is not as important as your 401k or qualified plan because that has to happen in the current tax year to get the deduction for that.
1: Okay. All right. So that's something to certainly consider for end of year planning. Uh, what about reviewing some of the things that they gave us with the CARES Act, Eric? You know, they they did the RMDs not being required this year. They removed some of the penalty options for certain things. Is that worth going through on the end of year checklist?
2: Certainly. You know, if you're impacted by that, you know, if you lost your uh, job, if the business that you worked for is closed, anything that was impacted by the coronavirus, you do have an opportunity to maybe access some of the money in your retirement plans and not have to pay the ten percent tax penalty. You just have the ordinary taxes, but there's also some incentives to pay it back. You have three years to pay the money back, um, so you know just a nice way that if you if you are you know impacted and you do need access to some of your money, you're not going to get hammered by the government in taxation. And they are giving you a, an ability to pay it back. So, if you like more information on that, then give us a call. We have a nice uh, one page that we can send out to you about the CARES Act, but. If you're behind the eight ball and need it, it's an opportunity to take some money out without paying tax penalties on it.
1: Okay. If you have questions about the CARES Act, we'd like that uh, white paper on that as well. Just call them at 515-226-1500 and have a conversation about your end-of-year planning checklist. Or if if you've got a plan already, you'd like to get a second opinion on it, all that stuff is on the table. They can certainly help you with any of that. 515-226-1500. Zero. All right. Uh, you mentioned earlier in the show, we were talking about some different things to consider. And one of the things you brought up, it's kind of sort of like this, but I wanted to dive into this a little bit further, was tax-loss harvesting. Explore some of those possibilities. Um, you Actually, you mentioned dollar cost averaging. And so sometimes people hear these different things, they get confused about some of those bigger terms. First of all, what is tax-loss harvesting and why should we explore it?
2: Well, if you have money that's in a taxable account, so this only applies if you have money in investments where you receive a tax notice each year, so it doesn't pertain to IRAs or 401ks or qualified plans like mm-hmm. TSP or 403b something like that. Right. But if you have money in investments, then if those positions are actually down in value, and oh the market is up, but not every stock is up. So say you have individual stocks, or maybe the mutual fund that you have or the ETF that you have is still um, down for the year, you can reposition that money or lock in the loss by selling it. Now. There are some uh, rules you have to follow from the IRS, which means if you sell something at a loss, you cannot buy that or something similar to that for 30 days. So as long as you're willing to be out of the market on that money or just go into something else for those 30 days, you can lock in the losses. Now, if you have gains, you can offset gains against losses 100%. If you have excess losses, you get to use up to $3,000 of those against your ordinary income. So you can save taxes on $3,000. So let's say you're on a 22% tax step and you got $3,000 you can write off as income. Well, that's going to save you, you know, 660 bucks. That's not a bad little present yeah. to yourself just by selling something that's down and waiting to buy back if you like the stock. Right. But a lot of times when people find out about this, they always ask, well, why didn't my current advisor tell me that? Well, your current advisor is focused typically on just keeping you invested because when markets are down... One of the things that always hits their inbox, used to be the fax machine, but hits their email inbox (laughs) is all this, you know, thing about staying invested, you know, and, um, you know, it's only a loss on paper and the only people that get hurt on roller coasters are the one that jump, all that kind of stuff, right? We believe the same thing, too. We believe long term stocks will work out. However, in the short term, there are some tax advantages that you can have. So as a registered investment advisor, as a fiduciary, we have to look what's in the best interest of our client. And sometimes the best interest is recognizing a tax deductible loss now because it will help your help your situation. So this is what you should be looking at. This is what advisors should be looking at, not just financial salespeople. So if you want to look at that, give us a call. We can look at it and see if it might be advantageous for you to reposition some things or just sell something and just wait in cash for a month and then move back in. But having some tax-loss harvesting can certainly help your current tax
1: situation. Okay. All right. Great information this week here on the show, talking about end-of-year planning. So if you've got some of those questions, reach out to Eric at 515-226-1500. What about while we're evaluating that, also looking at options for tax-deductible contributions, like charitable contributions? Granted, depending on how you're filing, the standard deduction may or may not help, but it's worth having the chat, yeah?
2: Absolutely. Because if you've, let's say you've uh, had a lot of medical expenses this year, or you're kind of just on the close to going over that standard deduction, maybe you want to make a nice uh, donation to a charity puts you over that amount. Maybe it's the amount you would have given, let's say the next year. So if you give all that money this year, you get the deduction this year, and the next year, you just take the standard. Also remember, if you have an IRA, um, and you're subject to minimum distributions, you can still do the qualified charitable distribution which means that that RMD, which was waived for 2020, so you don't have to take it, but if you still want to take it and give some to charity, as long as it goes from the custodian, where your IRA is at, to the charity, you satisfy the RMD, but you don't pay tax on the money. So you can kind of double dip. You get not only that, you don't pay tax on the money that came out, but you also get your standard deduction. So that's a nice way to do it too. But yeah, uh, donating to a charity is a great way to uh, reduce your taxable income if you're so inclined and you want to help some uh, people out help some uh, entities out. Just take a look and see where you're at right now from all your other deductions because you have the SALT limitation which limits your state and local taxes and your property taxes, Mm -hmm. you know, that's limited. So that's to $10,000. So you have to get way above that to really to be able to deduct. But if you're charitable, you may want to examine that and see if you're close. You may want to go over by giving a little extra this year.
1: Yeah, and so many places probably could really use that this year, obviously, with everything that's happened. So certainly another good thing to consider uh, doing that in that respect if you're so charitably minded. Again, reach out to Eric. Have a conversation. Let him know before you take any action on any of these. One final one is for the end-of-year planning. Should we do a conversion? Is it right for us? How do we know it's going to be right for us? Uh, obviously, we may. Looks like we're going to have a new president, and the conversation about will we have new tax rates put in place, possibly. But I don't think it's going to be you know right away. So we probably still have a little bit of time. But while we know what the taxes are, should we be considering this, or should we at least find out if it's the right move for us?
2: Find out if it's the right move for you. But more often than not, it is the right move. The whole thing about Roth conversion is you got to come out of pocket with some tax money now, and that's. The most challenging piece of it. So the thing is, we do know that tax rates are going to go up in 2025 no matter what. So right. the current taxes we enjoy are going to expire or sunset unless Congress decides to change that sooner. Right. So you know what they are for 2020. They can't change them right now. And you have a little bit of, you know, got some runway left in order to uh, do those conversions. So think about this. The first three tax steps are, are four right now are 10, 12, 22, and 24. Okay. In 2017, it went 10, 15, 25, 28. Now, when I went to school, they taught me that 25 is bigger than 24, or 24 is less than 25. I think you probably taught the same thing in school, right, weren't right. you? Mm-hmm. So you think about this. If the 24% tax step, you don't get out of the 24% step, a married couple, until about $326,000. Okay. Well, previously, you went from 15 to 25 at about $80,000. So look at the wiggle room that you have to get money out pay less than 25 percent on it so it's worth examining because changing it from forever tax to never tax it's always going to benefit you down the road you know when that money grows you can pull it out tax-free doesn't cause your social security become taxable passes tax-free all these wonderful things about it so you can't have too much tax-free money but paying it along the way is a difficult one now you can have it withheld from the conversion Uh, We do that for our clients. So if you want to examine that or any other stuff we talked about, just pick up the phone, give us a call. It's one of the things we're going to cover in that Retirement Readiness Review.
0: You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary Retirement Readiness Review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500.